On this week's episode of Life and Lessons, I tell you all about my busy week in London. I try and fumble my way through this episode of a cold, and I tell you about the moment that I realized that I'm probably living my dream. Hey, what is going on? Welcome to this episode number 142 of Life and Lessons. I'm Sean Spooner, and if you're new here, here's what you need to know. This podcast is a place where I tell the story of growing a business, of growing as a person, and of taking on some fairly unusual challenges, sometimes on my own and sometimes joined by the most interesting people I know. The only thing that's guaranteed with this podcast is that every time you press play, you're going to learn something new. Now, Two quick apologies. Firstly, sorry it's late. It's been one of those weeks. Couldn't get to the office to record this on Thursday, mainly because I was staying in a random hotel halfway down the M4. And number two, apologies for my voice. I have a cold right now and speaking is a struggle, but we're going to get through it. It'll be okay. This might be a short episode. This might be a uh, not overly clear episode, but it's going to be an episode nonetheless. Um, and also, as you probably know, is this episode is also going to be audio only because it's going to be a quick one. I am in Corby and I can't be bothered setting up all the video stuff for me to mumble my way through 10 minutes worth of telling you what I've been up to. But nonetheless, I hope you're well. I hope you've had a good week. Um, just got a bit of a uh, catch up for you this week, I guess. So back in Corby right now, as I say, got a bit of a cold, feeling a bit rough, feeling a bit run down this week, which is interesting because it seems like every April and every October for at least the last three years, as if it's clockwork, I get a cold on those two months every year. And admittedly, this is a little bit later than usual. It's normally like early October. We're basically into November now. Um, but I don't know what it is. Every single October for the last few years, I've had this. Uh, and today is no exception. Feeling rough. Uh, yesterday, I didn't get out of bed until 2pm, which if you've been listening recently and you know all about my being a morning person hype, uh, that was unusual, but I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I was absolutely knackered. I was so worn out. I was feeling ill. I had nowhere to be, nobody to see, nothing to do. So I thought, you know what, I'm literally just going to be a waste man and sit in bed all day. And so that's what I did. Um, and then of course, after that, I drove to Corby. Uh, but one of the reasons, or probably the reason why I needed that day of doing nothing yesterday. And probably if I'm being honest, one of the reasons that I am a bit worn out and a bit run down today right now is because this has been a really busy, a really intensive few weeks. Um, so the two weeks prior to the one just passed, I've obviously been hammering the whole monk mode thing, trying to get to the gym as much as possible, just being really ruthless with habits to try and push myself as hard as possible. And then add into that the third week of things here, which is the week I've just had five days in London, meeting with clients, traveling, this and that. Um, it was just really intense and really full on. And I think what I'm currently going through right now, as well as a slight cold, is probably just my body being like, look, chill out, calm down a little bit, have a day off. And so although I'm actually sat here working today, I'm just sneaking in this podcast in between doing a few client bits. Uh, I thought that today would be a good day to just chill. So I'm taking it slowly. I'm not trying to do too much. I'm not going to the gym, none of that stuff, just chilling. Um, but London was really, really busy, really worthwhile. Uh, there are a few clients who we haven't met with in a while. 
who were based in London. It was nice to see them. And then there were two clients who we haven't yet met in person because we're based in Wales, they're based in London. And so it was nice to put a in-person face to a name for each of those clients, meet with them, have a chat, have some food, have a coffee, whatever it might be. And so basically that week was essentially just back to back to back meetings with clients whilst trying to sneak in between those bits, all of the kind of work, work that I needed to get done. Uh, But it was nice. It was really worthwhile. It was one of those weeks where, although it wasn't super productive from a output perspective, um, I just think it's really important to have really good relationships with each of our clients. Um, And that extends both, yes, to business and the kind of professional aspect of things where people can trust us to do what they need us to do. But then on top of that, and this is something I've been learning increasingly over the last couple of years, knowing your clients, knowing the people that you work with day in, day out on a more personal level, feeling as if you know them as people, um, having those chats, which are nothing to do with business, having those chats where you find out about them or you, uh, you tell them a story or whatever it might be. It seems like that's actually one of the most important components of this whole running a service-based business thing. Um, And I knew that, right? But it has been too long since we have had one of those weeks where we just meet with a bunch of clients. So it was nice to do that. Um, London was also weird in a way, and I don't know how to word this because it's not like my life suddenly changed overnight in the last week and I've never been to some of the place we went to or uh, traveled in the ways we've traveled. But there was just this weird kind of juxtaposition when I was in London this week. And it might be because, and I'll speak about this in a minute, but I've been writing the kind of introduction section of the book, which doesn't yet have a title and probably won't for months, where I almost recount some of the, the earlier experiences in my late teens, early twenties. And when I think back to that period of life, the kind of four-ish year period where Things were incredibly tight or even earlier than that. If I go back to my childhood and what I thought my life would probably look like based on what the lives of those around me in the kind of community in the town and this and that looked like. And then I paused and I looked around at where I was in the week just gone and the kinds of people I was meeting and the kinds of conversations we were having and the places we had dinner and the cars we traveled in and the hotel I was staying in, which had this insane view across the river to Canary Wharf in one direction and across to the entire skyline of London in the other direction. I just had to kind of pause and be like, this is crazy. Because like I said a minute ago, right, it's not like, and by the way, let me, let me just caveat this. I'm not suggesting that any of those things in my opinion are a marker of actual success or achievement. However, they are clearly a step change in life relative to say 10 years ago and why it kind of hit me in that week, as well as because it was just very full on and intense. And there was lots of these kind of expensive things, if you like, stacked back to back to back. It was more that I recognized in that moment that from the period, maybe eight years ago, when I was sat in my bedroom in Corby and we had no internet for a few days because we couldn't afford it. And I was doing this like random freelance project in the sheer hope that this random client from the other side of the world through this random website would pay me so that I could buy some food so that we could eat, right? And so that I could have enough internet to carry on working and all this stuff. Like I haven't done anything groundbreakingly different day by day from that day to some of the, I guess, fancy and more exciting days of the last week, right? And the same will be true for the next 10 years. Like today I'm just 
back in my bedroom working. Next week when I'm in the office, I'll just be sat there doing what needs to be done. And it will be day after day after day. And there won't be any step change. There won't be any big exciting day when everything changes or I become that person or I do that thing. It will just be consistent action, right? And I speak a lot about consistent action, changing things like, I don't know, your physique or your understanding of a certain subject. But when you zoom out even further, just doing the right thing, just holding yourself accountable and trying your best to be the person that you think you need to be to do the things that you want to do, right? To achieve the things you want to achieve. It must work. Surely it must work. Because if we take some of the more objective measurements, right? Back then, eight or so years ago, I literally couldn't afford the internet. I now can, right? And that sounds so trivial and silly, but that means that something has changed. Eight years ago, if I was, not that we had any fucking clients back then because Patter didn't exist, but if we were going to meet clients in London eight years ago, it would have been a case of, I don't know, getting a mega bus and then having to walk to the meeting and then having to be somewhere really cheap, right? Which would have made everybody that slight bit less comfortable. This was getting into London, being driven around in these fancy Ubers. By the way, the Mercedes EQE is incredible. Never heard of it before. It pulled up the other day to pick us up. Crazy car. Um, going to fancy places to eat. Like I didn't do anything specific to change that set of circumstances. And the same applies with more fundamental things, right? I think that over the past few years, in no small part, by the way, because of this podcast and my ability to sit here and think out loud, my confidence has literally transformed. I am essentially from a confidence perspective, a different person. I didn't do anything specifically on any given day to change that, right? If I look at I don't know, 19 year old me. There's a, there's a nightclub picture actually I'm thinking of right this second. I can think of it in my mind. I can picture it. If I think about that guy and I think about who I am today, like I didn't do anything specific to make that journey other than make sure that I embarked on that journey. And that's kind of what I'm getting at with this for, because that's kind of what I realized when I was in that fancy restaurant with these clients, having just got out of this fancy car from our fancy hotel, la la la, all this stuff. It was that nothing changed, right? I didn't change anything physically, manually. I didn't have to kind of go through this big pathway to get there. It was more just that I did the thing over and over and over again. And this sounds very, I don't know, what's the word? Like self-aggrandizing. I don't mean it like that. Like I say, it's, it's not a fucking measurement of success being in a fancy restaurant. It's not a measurement of success being in a fancy car. But my point is that it's really important in the moments when you catch yourself realizing that you're essentially living the dream you had five years ago, 10 years ago, to A, recognize that and actually pat yourself on the back because none of us stop to do that often enough, particularly in our British culture where we're always a little bit like, oh, it's, but, but no, it's okay. I didn't really like, we're just a bit awkward with being like, yeah, okay, I've, I've achieved something here. That's okay. But number two, I think that when you have that realization, and you will have it at, at many points in life, right? It might be the day that you've, I don't know, had a kid and you're like four months into having this small human to look after. And suddenly you'll look up and you'll be like, shit, I'm doing a good job of this being a parent thing. Like, I guess I'm now a parent rather than someone who feels like they're winging it. It was similar to a few months ago when I was like, shit, I guess I'm now a podcaster rather than just somebody with a podcast. Once you understand that to get to those points, you just have to do the thing over and over again. And that there is no big kind of achievement to unlock. There is no 
crazy process to go through. You just need to wake up, do the thing, go to bed, wake up, do the thing, go to bed. I think that is more motivational if you can get that idea into your head than almost any of this kind of wacky out there, loud in your face, motivational content on the internet, because we can all wake up and do what we have to do, right? We can all just take care of the stuff that's in front of us, make that to-do list and work through it. Leave it all in the day. Do as much as you can do. Just try your hardest and nothing changes for days and weeks and months and even in some cases years, but eventually it does. And eventually you look up and you're like, okay, we've kind of leveled up here. We've kind of moved to the next stage and then there's no reason to stop there, right? You just keep doing the thing, leveling up. Um, and so, yeah, that was, that was an interesting observation because I mean, if nothing else to go back to the idea of living my dream again, not to suggest that any of these kind of physical, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Materialistic things are the achievement, but I wrote in, I've been, I've been doing a lot of journaling recently as part of this monk mode thing. One of the habits is just sitting with the day one app every night and spending like 10 to 15 minutes, just literally thinking out loud whilst typing, right? There's no filter. I don't have a structure of what to say, just whatever happens to flow out of my mind at that point at like 11 PM at night, just gets put in the app and it stays there. And that is the journal. And when I was sat there on, I think Wednesday night and I'm sat in my bed in this hotel room with my laptop, looking out, literally out of the huge, massive balcony windows, I can see the whole skyline of London and I'm sat there and I'm comfortable and I'm content and we've had a good week and we're in London to meet clients and we've got business and we've got revenue and we've got this and that. And there are people back at the office taking care of things that need to be taken care of. And everything in that moment was kind of okay, right? It felt like that was exactly where I should be in that moment. And I wrote that it felt like I was living my dream because that phrase I just used is, is kind of where that came from, right? I felt like that's where I belonged. I felt like I didn't need to be anywhere else. I didn't want to be anywhere else. I didn't want to be doing anything else. I didn't have a yearning for more, right? I was just content in that moment. Everything was okay. And it was kind of a result of just doing the thing. Um, so it was interesting. I guess that's what I'm trying to say in all of this. It was just interesting. Um, just quickly on the whole monk mode thing, it's going okay. It's going well. There are a few red boxes in that spreadsheet. As a result of the last week, um, meditation has dropped off a couple of times. Haven't just, I just haven't had the energy to do it, frankly. Um, although to anybody who hasn't tried meditation before, it sounds like 10 minutes of just sitting there and doing nothing. And isn't that the easiest thing in the world? It's actually quite mentally intense and demanding. Certainly when you're this early on in the journey, maybe it gets easier. I don't know. But for now, um, there are days when I'm like, I can't be bothered doing that. Also the midnight digital sunset for many nights over the last week has been missed because of traveling or plans or this or that. So, um, it's not, it's not a clean sheet, but like I always say, consistency over perfection is okay. I'm getting as much done as I can. It is now less than two months until Dublin. So I'm looking forward to that kind of, uh, end of the year review. Um, I've been spending a little bit of time working on the book without a name, which is interesting because I put this on my story, I think last weekend, actually, that once you begin researching a topic, as I have been for one of the chapters of this book, you realize that despite thinking you know about something, the second you dive into research or studies or other people's thoughts and opinions and views and this and that, 
you realize that you just, you know so little about any given topic. And we're all kind of walking around pretending that we're these big competent adults who know everything about everything. But it's quite humbling when you zoom out and realize just how little you know, but then also quite exciting because I feel like I am in a fortunate position to have the time and the clarity and whatever else to be able to sit down every now and then, maybe once a week and pull on some of this research, some of these anecdotes of my own, some of my own thoughts and kind of weave it together, do that weaving together that I spoke about a few weeks ago into what will hopefully be a coherent narrative and me making a solid case for why you should do a certain thing, which will essentially be the outline of the book, right? Each chapter will be like, here's a thing you should do, not to, uh, not to give you too much about what the book will be. Um, so that's been fun. It's been insightful. It's been difficult. It's been slow. This whole book thing is going to be an absolute chore. Um, I can just sense it. I can feel it. There are going to be probably months on end in the middle of this project where I just can't be asked and it's difficult and I'd rather be doing something else. And I probably will be doing something else by all accounts for people I've spoken to who've written books. And I've kind of had these candid conversations with them. Book projects seem to be these things that kind of come and go, right? You'll, you'll work on it intensely and it'll feel right. And then you'll be in a trough and, and it just won't feel right for a few months and back and forth. Um, I think the only other thing to say, I promise you that the newsletter will return this month characteristically doing it at the very last minute as I do with all of the kind of Sean content stuff uh, but it will be linked on my Instagram from tomorrow which is Monday the 31st of October so make sure you head over there and sign up if you're not already part of the group and I'm going to be sending the first email uh, at some point next week so look out for that. Uh, I think that is everything thanks for sticking with me with this low energy croaky voice episode. I'm going to get this edited and then go and do my weekly shop and then I've got a little bit more work to do. Um, But yeah, thank you as always for listening. I hope you have a good week and I'll see you back here this time next week for episode number 143 of Life and Lessons. See you then. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.